What's going on, people? I am Laddie Kazim from the Vault Manchester Specialized Desktop Footage Band T-shirt. This is my new podcast, episode three, with a friend of mine, Pete. How are you? Good, good. Early, early morning over here in, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And where are you now? Um, heading up to uh, heading up to Quebec right now. Quebec, Canada. Canada, yeah. And you going there for what? Up, uh, going up for a hunting uh, trip with a couple of buddies, which is a little, a little random because I'm not too big in the hunting, but uh, <laughs> I, I did the same thing uh, last year and I got re-invited up. So. Okay. i never tried it, to be honest. I've never tried it all, but it looks quite interesting. Yeah, it's, um, I think you probably like it uh, quite a bit because you in some of the same sports as me and it's, it's just all about like hand-eye coordination i'm not like uh super into the fact that i'm killing a bunch of innocent animals but um but of course not sport. but that's it and are you doing it um do you have to like be all stealth or is it kind of like you know to you go to a patch of a certain place with lots of animals kind of or you go into a place where you have to be stealth for a few hours maybe a day or two um it's kind of old school actually uh so the the place that we're going is it's um, outside of Montaigne, uh, Quebec, which is really well known for uh, snow geese. It's all the snow geese, uh, you know, they're migratory, um, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. When they're flying, they're flying down south for the the winter. So we um, we set up shop and we're looking for snow geese, but at the same time we're shooting um, duck and pheasant. Uh, there's wild turkey, fucking rabbit. Um, so we usually come back with an assortment of uh, small game. Okay, not yeah. bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. And how long does it take to get there from New York? I'm gonna fly to um, Montreal, and a buddy's gonna pick me up in Montreal, and we're gonna uh, spend the night in Quebec City because we think there's you know, some some decent stuff going on in Quebec City, like up and coming. Uh, restaurants and bars and whatnot so we'll we'll poke around up in quebec city and then uh shoot over to montagny which is across the st lawrence river and uh the place that we're going to is actually an island so okay uh, i feel like going to uh vancouver maybe in january you're going to vancouver yeah i've got a friend who just moved there and um he's there alone so i might just go there do a bit of thrifting but also maybe do a bit of snowboarding yeah, yeah, you got to check out Whistler. I was up there. I actually worked um, um, at Whistler. I was a, I worked at a bar. You find it funny because I'm uh, half the size of you, but I was a, um, a doorman at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's funny. A, yeah, a place called the Longhorn Saloon. The Longhorn you, Saloon. Uh, if right. you go there, it's right at the bottom of the, um, the hill. Right, I'm writing it down. They sell, they sell like a shitload of beer. Like it's a big bar that's really, really busy. But um, I guess their their idea around bouncers is to have like eight to <laughs> ten or whatever. Oh, okay, so there's, there's a few of you then. Uh, yes, and and like they'd rather have a a guy that could talk someone talk someone down out of I don't know uh, causing a d- disturbance rather than having like two guys that would just kick the shit out of someone. Uh, 
beat the piss out of someone and throw them out of the place. <laughs> but we usually, we, we would have like one guy that, uh, like one large fella. Like one large fella or whatever. Yeah. That scare people generally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just, okay. You know, there's a few fellas like me. Anyways, um, yeah, you'll love, you'll love Vancouver and then you'll love uh, Whistler, but try to hit some places uh, on the way up to Whistler. So check out uh, Squamish. There's an up-and-coming, I guess we call it a small city, Yeah. Uh, called Squamish. And then if you go past Whistler, um, it's called Pemberton. It's just okay. a lot of cool shit up that way uh, when you drive up that that highway up to Western. I'll give it a go, definitely. I think I'm going to, obviously going to do Vancouver, going to do everything you said there. Maybe go to Toronto again, just to give it a go one more time. And then obviously, I want to go into, like, places like Iowa, maybe um, Ohio, Texas a little bit. Give that the once over. That's deep, man. You're yeah. Going the I'm going to go into the sticks, man. Like, go stealth though. Hood up, beanie, that sort of thing. But, it's just yeah. the best stuff's in there, man. Like LA's kind of been done now. Obviously, I love New York, but it's expensive. But yeah. Texas seems to be the place for me personally, so I'm gonna give it a go. But I'm also gonna. Do, but I've heard, I've heard Vancouver. I've heard Canada's unbelievable for what I do. So I need to maybe smash a few more places out there. Definitely. There'll be some stuff in Vancouver. Uh, my brother's up there, so you can you can say what up to him. He's kind okay. of busy these days. He's got uh, two young kids, but. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pull them out for a beer. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Pete, just wanted to basically just talk to you, but talk about the brand, talk about what's going on, what's going on in the future. So, if anyone doesn't know, this is Pete McNee. Is that how you pronounce it? McNee? Or McNee? Yeah. McNee. I like McNee. I'll go McNee. Pete McNee, and he's the uh, founder and creator of Adsum New York City Clothing, a brand that I've been really involved in. Worn a few times, modelled them while I used to do stuff like play and everything, and it's a band I'm really into. Why did you start Adson? Or in um, fact, no, what's your, what's your background before Adson? It was kind of, kind of serendipitous, like how it all came about when I was um, kind of in between jobs. I was working with um, a guy named Mark McNary um, when he was still doing his... Um, his own collection when he was making it all in New York. Yeah. So I was, I was doing graphic design with him. It was at the same time that he was um, the creative director for Woolrich. Okay. Um, and I don't know, Marcus, we got along quite well and um, I just um, wanted to poke around and, and uh, you know, try to rub in my own pattern. Um, I, I was like, do you mind if I use your um your pattern maker in the city forget what that guy's name is he, he moved back to um japan but okay like yeah whatever you can do whatever the fuck you want to do um That's and cool. um we I, I think the first piece I, I tried to make in uh the city was a, a ball mat coat okay and uh i just kind of got my wheels spinning and uh we Mark ended up uh, leaving Woolrich, um, and I was I was out of a job, so this was kind of something that I was doing while I was building my CV and like looking for the next thing to do, next job. Yeah, uh, and it, it kind of snowballed from there. We ended up, I, you know, I, I made a few pieces of clothing and ended up creating a brand. Um, 
and then uh, putting a love book together, and we, we ended up getting a wholesale account. Um, our first season it was a store in, in Japan, and then from there it's just kind of been uh, stepping stones to where we are today. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And is Matt's involved now? Yeah, Matt's um, Matt's a partner, and uh, Christian's a partner. Okay. Uh, and that really that makes up uh, pretty much the whole team. Well, Christian's Christian's from your hometown, yeah. Um, Tommy Wan, who's who's um, jumped in and, uh, fairly recently and has helped a um, a bunch. Really sharp guy. Um, he's still doing a bit of school in the city. He's a nice guy, man. Um, nice guy. Really nice guy. Stylish guy too. We're lucky. Very stylish um, guy. Very cool yeah, little kid. He can bring a lot to the table. And Christian's from Canada too. He, uh, I can't really pin down where he's from. I think, uh, <laughs> his parents moved moved around a lot. Um, he spent some time in Massachusetts. Um, his parents live outside of DC right now. But he also went to school up in Canada. Uh, he did uh, high school in Toronto. He was a uh, boarder at a school in Toronto, and then we connected uh, at university. Oh, okay. Uh, in, in Kingston, Ontario. That's kind of okay, how we met. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So you didn't meet him. It wasn't from. You didn't know him since you were a kid. It was all from university onwards. Say that again. So you didn't meet him when you were a kid. You met him at university onwards, kind of thing. Yeah, well, we were like we. I knew a bunch of um, a bunch of guys that had gone to school with him, and we were like hanging out together uh, and would, would party together. Um, I wouldn't say we we're super tight at um, university, and then it was really random how we uh, linked up. Broke up. We may have run into each other um, on the street. And I uh, had a quick chat and then ended up grabbing a, a coffee. And he, he was um, doing graphic design uh, at another, uh, might have been an agency. Yeah. Um, and I told him what I was what I was doing at the moment, which was like, trying to start the brand ads. And he was like, oh, cool. Let me know how I can help out. And he, he, it, it started kind of small and slow uh, with Christian, but he ended up putting a website together and then... You know, was uh, worked on uh, brand ID and, and uh, some of that stuff, and then and then we we're just off and running. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And you're based in um, New York, Williamsburg, Greenpoint. How's that? Yeah, offices up in Greenpoint, um, and uh, I live in Williamsburg. It's it's. It's an amazing setup. Um, only complaint about Greenpoint is it's getting a bit expensive, but um, it's uh, it's a really nice place to, to I live. And I think that's the same everywhere, though. Everywhere's getting expensive. I was kind of tired of the city. Yeah. Uh, kind of get. I got sick of it. I guess after five years, I was there. Okay. Well, where where were you in the city? Was that where was I in the city? Yeah. Um. Started off in East Village on Orchard Street. Oh, Orchard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Went over to the West Village, uh, and then Washington, and then I went back to the the East Village. It was second and eighth. Yeah. Before moving to uh, Williamsburg, I love the city. Uh, yeah. It's probably one of the one of the best um, parts of my life, but need to chill out a little bit. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. Beats you up a little bit. I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. Even when I, even when I visit for like a week or two, after a few days of being in the round Lower East Side, it's kind of the same thing day and day out. Even though I love it, it's something else. Where I think myself, if I lived there, I couldn't live Lower East Side. I'd have to live outside the city. Like hundred percent. Tough on the system. It is pretty tough on the system. And what was I gonna say there? Oh, I was actually when I was, when I went to your studio last last month, I didn't realise you can get a, you can get a boat from Greenpoint to the city. I didn't realise that. A ferry, sorry. I've lived there for nine years, um, in total, down in New York and Brooklyn, and I've never taken a ferry. You never taken it? <laughs> no. <not> I, <laughs> I took it the other day. It took about it took about an hour to get there. So it took an hour to turn up, but when it came, quickly across the city, couldn't believe it. It was mental. You did it. I did it, man. Like, yeah, Christian's done it. Uh, fuck, everyone does it. Just I'm the only one that uh, <laughs> stick to the subway or, or hit the bike. Oh yeah, you bike. Yeah, you cycle a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And did a little club. How, how about you? Am I allowed to ask questions? Where are you at right now? Go ahead and ask some uh, <laughs> questions. Yeah. Yeah. Are you up in Manchester? Or are you? Uh, at the moment, mate. I'm in Manchester. Yeah. I'm. Um, I've just come home. I was at the studio earlier, just sorting out the the boring shit. It's that time of year in the UK where nothing's really going on, so you just got to kind of get back of house ready for Christmas and just yeah. focus on that. Really, so I'm not. I'm just up and you down, gotta, try, try to stay busy. Really, you got a shop uh, going right now in the U- in the UK. It's all online, but for Christmas, I'm gonna open a shop. So I'm gonna open a shop just for Christmas. Then give it a second, and then come Chris. Then once Christmas is over, I'm gonna go back on the road. But this time, I'm gonna maybe do three months on the road. Just come, just literally buy for three months, but try and go a bit deeper into Texas. Maybe go to uh, South America. I've heard there's a lot of going to South America kind of thing. Maybe check over there. When is that, that trip start? Uh, probably January the first. Nice. So I'm probably gonna do f- f- three months. Obviously, get to New York. Get to New York a few times. Obviously, stop by and say what up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. We gotta show you the new store. Well, that's the thing I was gonna get into. So, the new store is that in Williamsburg, yeah? Um, yeah. We're we're opening a a door um, looking like mid November in Williamsburg. It's on North 7th. It's in between um, White and Barry across the street from where uh, Gentry was. Okay. If you're familiar with that uh, with that store. I am. Uh, yeah, I think you'll like it. It's kind of unassuming. It's um, a basement unit, but we've uh, taken some time to, to build it out. Um, and uh, it's got a nice look and feel to it. So it, it, it feels right for where we are uh, at right now with the brand. Is that what you're working on now? In terms of our evolution. Yeah, there's a ton of work going into it right now because we need to make sure that uh, we're up in front of um, like PR-related stuff and probably do a little bit of wheat pasting around Brooklyn. Like, we gotta, we got to build up uh, the awareness, I guess, around the, the store opening. Okay. Yeah, cause it's funny because um, when I came to visit you last month and you weren't there, I actually walked from um, Brooklyn, so from the first stop after... After um, like when you leave Manhattan, the first of all Brooklyn Bridge, I walked from there to your studio, and I realised obviously the Greenpoint, the, the Williamsburg area before you get to Greenpoint, it's a nice, cool area actually. It's like it's it's got it's got a bit going on kind of thing. Yeah, we're we're lucky. We 
signed uh, the lease, which is a it's worked out well. It's a nice short term lease, uh, so it's not too risky for us. But we signed up before a bunch of people moved to to the neighborhood. Okay. Now, like a block away, there's in Warby Parker, Everlane, North Face. Yeah, I noticed that, man. I noticed that. I noticed the Fred Perry. J, J. Crew, all that kind of yeah, retail is, is definitely um, there's more and more popping up. That subway stop that you got out on, um, you probably took the L over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get off at the, the Bedford stop. That was the it, street yeah. That, the street that you come up on is the street that our store is on, 7, so it's quite good for foot traffic. Oh, so is that, is, is that that main street that basically just goes all the way down to Greenpoint? That main street is um, Bedford. Yeah. The, 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 the cross street is uh, North 7, so people come out and they usually walk North 7 to the river to the water yeah yeah that uh, for, was it that was it on the weekend so it's actually there's good foot traffic so um and it should it should be a good thing for us and for the brand uh to build brand awareness uh domestically oh maybe it'd be massive man it'd be massive something that we're focused on yeah yeah and you're gonna keep the same type of stock in there or it's gonna be different stock on the website you can do certain things for the shop certain things for the site um, yeah, site will stay the same. Um, you know, we're it's, it's very experimental for us, so we're going to be doing a lot of you know looking and listening to see uh, what happens with the store. We think it's going to be much bigger on the weekends and, and quiet during the week. So I'll probably be uh, in the store myself during the week, uh, yeah. and then Christian Matt will take down uh, a day during the week as well. And we'll just kind of go with the flow, one foot in front of the other. Okay. Um, yeah, we're still going to um, wholesale the brand as well. And you're going to consider putting other brands in there? Just one second. Are you going to consider putting other brands in there? Yeah, man, that's kind of um, something that I'm thinking about right now. Um, it'll have to be like a, a small selection, maybe stuff that, uh, that Adsum's not doing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping to have some conversations in... Uh, hopefully in Paris in January about uh, maybe picking up a few things for the for the store that'd be cool that'd be cool and what about uh, trainers yeah man we've got uh, we've got another shoe coming out with Reebok um, and we've got two other footwear collaborations that we're we're flushing out right now that I think should appeal to you and anyone else but uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, fuck, that fucks with Adam. Yeah. I won't say what it is, but I think I know what it is. I think they told me uh, the other day, and you, you may have seen it in the office. Yeah, yeah I did see it. Yeah, and I was like, that. I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick, man. You, you, you gave the fellas a couple uh, pieces of feedback, which we actually put into work. Uh, oh, okay. The next sample. Okay. I think uh, a little, little bit about the eyelet. We're gonna pop that thing off. Um, oh yeah, I didn't want to shoot about that. What did you want that? Didn't, didn't, yeah, I think it was... Uh, the gold going bit. For, going for too much. Yeah, yeah. But it's an unbelievable shoe. I'm looking forward to that one. How did What's the um, how did the other shoe do? Your first shoe? The first shoe at club? First shoe was good. It was a big learning experience for us. Um, just kind of wading through uh, distribution and, and the collaboration. It was a new thing for, for me and for the guys. But... Uh, I think the response uh, was super positive to the shoot. I would have liked to kept it a little, um, a little smaller, um, just so that they, they, you know, be more 
more energy, more exclusive, more exclusive. Yeah. Around the shoe, but that's uh, you know one of the toughest things when when you collaborate with uh, a bigger brand. They yeah. Know, you know they they need to do what they need to do their side, which is you do some volume and sell some shoes. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know we're trying to trying to use their. Um, their platform and, and you know their their brand awareness uh, while while keeping it small and keeping it niche uh, it's it's tricky to navigate but it um, I don't know it was a great experience and I'm looking forward to the next one yeah mate it was really cool I enjoyed the um, the party too when you first dropped them uh, uh, Kimfolk that was interesting a funny evening yeah yeah it was a good good party got a bit Those tipsy definitely had a further party. Uh, I think we'll probably do the next one uh, in our space. That'd be cool. So it'll be a little bit more low pro, but we'll have a uh, have a DJ in there and have some some drinks going. Just okay. friends and family. Cool, if cool, you're around, cool. please come. I'll try my best, man. I'll try my best. And um, how was the new drops done? Was, you noticed they dropped the second drop last week, and obviously the first second drop is was was. Um, big deal for us it was it was much better than the first um what happened was we we took a collection that we designed as as one um and ended up splitting into two drops which is kind of why it it felt like um i don't know if it felt like to you but you know drop one there was mostly tees and some cut and sew nets like crew nets and uh and hoodies and stuff yeah um it, it wasn't flanked by the um the outerwear that we normally have so it was great to have drop two um drop and everything looks a lot more cohesive um, so things are yeah things are taking along for us next season um and any season past fall winter 19 we're going to be designing two separate collections from drop one four, sorry four drop one and four drop two so you'll have two separate color palettes two separate creative directions and on separate uh, product offerings. Okay, I like that. Be, you know, there's going to be everything from outerwear right down to accessories in each one of the drops. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. And in the UK, where could I get your product other than iPlay that I already know? Um, we're in Pegs, uh, which is a fantastic store. Um, and there's a couple other Northern Cells is online. Um, well, gosh, and hip. I may have forgot one or two, so I'm sorry, but... Uh, you in yeah, Hipstar, yeah? Hipstar Leeds. Was that... Yeah, I said hip, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, in Leeds, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's close to where I'm from, Leeds. Nice place. Yeah, yeah. Nice little place. There's other, we've got some other amazing uh, European, international uh, retailers that are selling stuff, too. So. Okay. And yeah. Japan. Yeah, so you, you grab one of those uh, Orangina fleece hats. Yeah, man, I wasn't sure I was going to get the blue one, but I've kind of been thinking about the orange one for a long time. So I thought, let me just get the orange one first. And to be honest, it's, it's a bit of me. I like it. Big fan of it. And I was thinking about getting that. I was thinking about getting the, the new Gile, um the blue one. Get the XL. Um, they're a little... Um should be saying this shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they fit a little snug okay. uh, in the in the hip, so just size up. But you can pack them away, can't you? You can pack them away in a little bag. 
Oh, yeah, packs into the chest pocket. Okay. Yeah, now, oh, oh, and to be the new um, the new jacket with the new um, hood, the new neck clasp and everything that's pretty sick. Which one? The one you had in the the, the jacket. I didn't get the yellow, the big jacket in the oh, yellow. Yeah. That's We're a sick doing a blog one. post about it today. Um, second generation of the Saratoga jacket. Um, there's just a, a few new uh, tweaks on it. Yeah, we added the, the throw tab anchor. Uh, button and there's better pocket drainage and new pull tabs and, and shit like that but um, yeah I like that one quite a bit and we did our own uh, our own yellow you know we processed our own um, uh, fabric for that jacket so okay we, we custom dyed the, the nylon uh, face fabric and then uh, took that fabric to a bonding mill and bonded the uh, polytrico and waterproof breathable membrane to the face fabric so that's our fabric which is which that's, is cool that's pretty cool man it's pretty cool yeah i'm a big fan yeah. actually yeah because i noticed um i was gonna try on the track seat, track seat bottoms but they had no place i'm gonna go to end on let's go to london i'm gonna try on the track seat bottoms the ones with the um ads on the back just around the calf area uh you see pants yeah that one there there it is good pant. yeah it's very it's very nice very nice very nice I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I think we'll we'll redo that one for uh, Fall 20. We're working on it right now. Okay. Um, there's some good stuff cooking up for Fall 20. I'm, I'm excited for you to see what we're working on. I think it'll be... Um, we're doing a lot of um, high-quality outerwear. There's a lot of fabric play. Um, using some new mills and some new factories that I think will take us to uh, new levels of you know, quality and craftsmanship. So the kind of stuff that gets me fired up. Yeah, man, that's cool. And um, off the subject, who do you support? Um, say it once more. Who do you support? Soccer, football, who do you support? Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan. Um, <laughs> I have been for <laughs> for a pretty long time. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough times right now. We're in the woods. Um, it is pretty tough, mate, pretty tough. Yeah, I think you, are you still a, a Middlesbrough supporter? I'm still a... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, mate, I'm still a Middlesbrough supporter, but we are, we're in even tougher, even tougher times. We haven't won for a while. We're essentially bottom of the league. Everything's going wrong, really, but it's one of those things. I'm kind of over it now. Similar to us. Yeah. Um, you know what, man? I'm, I'm fine with... Um, with a bit of struggle, I think it's going to add character and Class, know, man. there's there's a pendulum to to everything in uh, in life uh, and like Manchester United obviously had a very good for a very long time and people uh, extremely high expectations for a club and the quality of the soccer that's coming out of the club. But yeah. um, you know they need to they need to bang away at it and find something that works probably give that manager a little bit more time I think the a bit more time yeah a bit more time uh, oh man I think uh, fish rots from the head you ever heard that saying I haven't heard it before no what does it mean fish rots from the head so I, I think it top <laughs> down I think they need to um, maybe take a, take a look at uh, who's spending money and how they're spending money and, okay and, uh, yeah of course of course of course yeah. You know, the Glazers. Uh, they got 
they got to keep trying in that regard. You know what I mean? They need to keep trying to bring in big players and um, take chances on lesser-known players um, and use use the money that they have, man. They're fucking rich, very rich soccer team. So yes, yeah, very rich, um, man. Very, very rich. It's yeah, insanely rich. I think they're gonna get they're gonna get more rich after they. Yeah. Got a new sponsor on the front of the jersey. Oh yeah, because that's um, that Chevrolet deal, wasn't it? It's finished now with Chevrolet. So, yeah. Whoever picks them, nice, to, be, nice to see that one. Be interesting. Cool. And what um, what's going to add to FC? Are you coming back next year? Add to FC? Yeah, I'm, I want to. Um, I want to get that, that uh, fired up. Um, it's just a pain in the ass, like coordinating games every week. We have people that would say they they'd be up for the game wouldn't show up and tough getting girls to come out because uh, we played in the league that required uh, having a couple of ladies on the field serious so I think I'll probably pick up um, a couple of games where I can just um, you know show up to a, something that's already um, something that's already something that's already going yeah yeah I think so rather than organising it yourself I want to try to get out with um, uh a buddy's got a game in the city. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah I still haven't played in New York yet. I always want to play in New York, but we haven't played yet, so eventually. Next time, next time we'll make it official and we'll uh, get you out with uh, some of the better players in the city. Have a game, uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. There's a couple guys that know how to play soccer. Not too many, but there's there's some decent players. In the city. <laughs> I think last time I was watching um, some Mexicans play, and they were pretty decent. But it was just yeah. a different type of football kind of thing from the British, the British way of playing. Yeah. But it was interesting to watch. And I was dying to play. Yeah, at the same age, when I'm on the sideline watching people play, just want to be in there. And you're a boxing fan too. I am. Um, I keep I keep tabs on what's going on. I'm not super um, super watching super every involved, fight every week. But, um, yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on right now. I think, um, in, in obviously in the heavyweight division, um, I think you're a fan of. of uh, I can't say his name, man. It's like Wilder. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Usyk. Alexander. Uh, oh, Alexander Usyk. Usyk, Usyk is he's, he's he's special, man. He's special. He's just he's, he's quality. He um he's the the type of I don't know boxer that I. Um, feel like should succeed. He's, he's fucking athletic. Uh, he's got a good frame. He's got a good head on his shoulder. He's got a good chin. He can throw big straight punches. He can move. You know, you look at the people that he's gonna have to fight, um, and I think they're. I don't know. You obviously have seen that. Um, your, your British heavyweights. Um, some of his flaws. Um, Joshua. In the, yeah, in his recent defeat, like he got beat by um, an overweight guy that yeah, he's got pretty good hands and he's hands and shit. But he probably saw that uh, a fucking mind, mind blank. What's the um, what's the British heavyweight's uh, name? Andy Joshua. Exactly, Josh, Joshua Anthony. Um, I don't know. What do you think? What, what do you think happened there in that fight? Um, well, thing of AJ, I've never really been a massive fan of him personally because he was kind of fast trapped from the Olympics. He's obviously a extremely tough guy, and he'll beat nine times out of, nine 
out of 10 heavyweights who don't move their head and everything kind of thing. We've got someone who can move their hands, move their feet, also move their head. So essentially with Joshua, he's only really got one shot. And if you can stay out of the pocket and basically get away out of, that, get away out of the way out of shot, you've kind of like, you've, you beat him kind of thing. And there's a lot of heavyweights you try to go toe to toe with him. It doesn't really work. And obviously with Ruiz on the inside, he just unloaded so quickly that Joshua just didn't know what to do with him kind of thing. So Joshua didn't know, didn't know how to crunch, didn't know how to clinch, didn't know how to ride shots. So he struggled. And with Usyk, if Usyk takes on Joshua, you've got someone who's a southpaw. You've got someone who's got ex- excellent footwork. You've got someone who's essentially pound pound one best in the world. You've got someone who can go into later rounds and keep the, keep the same sort of uh, punch power in the later rounds kind of thing. Just, Usyk, he's like Lomachenko. All they do is put on pressure all, all the fight. They'll just put on pressure, constant pressure, constant pressure from all angles. That's... All I, angles. I, fully, I fully agree with you, and I think that's um, what makes people super dangerous is um, keeping their punching power and, and having good wind in uh, in later rounds. But those guys can box. Um, they can box. It, it looks like like ninety percent or ninety five percent. Like they 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 fight hard um, the entire fucking fight. So uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. And yeah, um, what, is, what are some of your favorite boxers of all time? Um. Of all time, obviously Mike Tyson. Um, I like Sugar Ray. Didn't mind Sugar Ray. I thought he moved. I like I like how he moved, kind of thing. Big fan of um, Muhammad Ali, and it's even funny because you mentioned me the other day about um, the magician. So the magician, um, I forgot his name, but he is just like Muhammad Ali, exactly like Muhammad Ali. The magician, Anthony Sims, Anthony Sims Jr. Joe Kawasaki. Joe Kawasaki, yeah. <laughs> Joe Kawasaki, he's, he was sick actually. But he's not my, to be honest, didn't really like him. That wasn't my sort of person. But Anthony Sims Jr., search him. He's just like Muhammad Ali. Moves like him, dances like him, throws punches yeah. like him. He's quick. He's from, yeah. I think he's from, south, from the West Coast. He's, yeah. he's up and coming, man. He's had about 18 yeah. fights, all knockouts. That is crazy. You a Gervonta fan? Nah, man. I fucking hate him. Hate him, yeah. But I, don't, I rate him. He's obviously he's, he's an unbelievable boxer, but he's not. I'm not a fan of anyone who's under Mayweather, even though I love Mayweather. But I just kind of think that the yeah. the duck lots of fights kind of from like if Javante took on the Lobachenko, Lobachenko would dis, dismantle him, dismantle I him. Hope, I hope he fights um, Garcia, the younger dude. Ryan Garcia. Nickname the Flash. The Flash, Ryan uh, Garcia. He's unbelievable. Yeah. He's quick, man. He's quick. He's quick. Um, Instagram celebrity. He, he, he can he can punch pretty hard. He's got he's got um, nice boxing skills. He hasn't been beaten yet. I, that that would be an exciting fight. Um, yeah, man. To watch. Yeah. And he's trained by Canelo's trainer too, so he's in a he's in good yeah, hands. Yeah. Great hands. Yeah, and um, who else? And you're 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 reading the short list of the best boxers of all time. Uh, who's your favorite boxer of all time? About uh, about. Uh, a Canadian Italian dude, or he passed away in Mexico. Super sad. Um, fuck is his name? Arturo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen a fight. Fucking wild fights. Arturo Gotti. Oh, Gotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick man. Dude. He was sick. Um, trying to think of some of some other fighters that I like. Uh, oh, obviously Hearn. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 
executioner, man, B-Hop, Bernard Hopkins. Um, Hopkins was decent, man. Long, long career, too. Come on, man. That guy's crazy in that weight class, too. Unbelievable. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., man, if you like guys with footwork. I like sneaky boxers, you know what I mean? Like, boxing in ways is like... Uh, football or soccer if you're a good striker you have to have a good um, you know arsenal of of uh, what tricks or moves a good footwork right yeah uh, and it's the same with boxing you need to um, you know be able to, to box and throw punches and whatever but you need to be able to make guys biff and bite on shit I think guys like Bernard Hopkins and uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Muhammad Ali could make you fucking walk into a punch you know what I mean yeah 100% that's what it's about like set up punches Mims Walsh like yeah. Roy Jones for me he went on a bit too long like if mm. if he'd have of course he did if, if he'd give, if he just retired a bit earlier it would have been the top the yeah. top but he was he was in really good shape you know what I mean so yeah. unfortunately like his body allowed him to to continue, continue, continue yeah same with same with Bihar man that got knocked out of the fucking ring oh yeah 100% mate but the thing is, though, what Hopkins did, like, that's what I kind of think. Of, I think of Usyk. Usyk will emulate Hopkins, kind of. He'll go on. He'll, he'll win. He'll, 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 he'll win the heavyweight title, definitely. Definitely. One million percent. Nobody beats I him. He's, I think he's going to grow as a boxer, too, and get a bunch, bunch better. He's had 15 fights. He's had 15, he's had 15 pro fights. That's all. Yeah, he's undefeated, eh? Undefeated. He's had 300 amateur fights. No, 330 amateur fights. Lost 30, won 300. Crazy. He's a dude. He's a cool customer too. It, to me, it looks like not too much shit gets to him. No. Um, and that's such a like in professional fighting. Like, fuck, man. You think about all the chatter and the space that those guys have to fight in, and he seems like he's a fucking psychopath. He's got that look. He's a genuine psychopath. He's, wait, he's waiting for the bell to go um, <laughs> to start fighting. Like he's got no no care in the world when he's in the ring. Hundred percent. Best way to be though. Best way to be like with him. There's no theatrics. There's no like chatting shit before the fight kind of thing. It's all respect. All this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he goes and then he trains every opponent exactly the same. And you can tell with then he, then he puts his hand through the back of your head straight away, mate. And I just yeah. love that way of that whole like dancing background with Lomachenko and Usyk, where they've done unbelievable footwork, but they can both dance. I love how. Like, for example, Lomachenko, he's, he, can go under, he can go underwater for four minutes just to focus the mind kind of thing. It's just a crazy... They're a different breed of boxers. Yeah, it's pure, pure boxing, man. He's, he's fucking incredible. That, you know, they only come around uh, so often. Once every blue moon. It'll be, it'll be crazy to see how prolific that guy is. 100%. He's for sure a number one pound for pound boxer in the world. Oh, definitely. One million percent. And Pete, yeah. you've got a new dog. Who's the dog? Boy or girl? Oh, yeah. The dog. Um, <laughs> she's a fucking dog. She's enormous. Um, I think she's going to be 70 plus pounds. Um, Serious? I don't know, but she's settling in nice. She's turning into a nice dog. She was a little crazy at the beginning. Okay. Uh, yeah. She fucking walk up to me and bite me. Um, <laughs> but she's just chilling out a bit. So... Uh, yeah, I couldn't be more happy with that. Uh, that dog. <laughs> right, Pete. Um, the signal's pretty shit. It's pretty shit now. But I'm gonna say, I'm, I can still hear you. Can you hear me now? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm on the move. I'm walking to my gate right now. Oh, you're walking to your gate, yeah? Okay, perfect. But yeah, right, I'm going to let you go because you're going to um, Canada. I just want to say thank you, mate, for um, coming on the podcast. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Good luck with the shop. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be there for shop opening, hopefully. And it's my, my pleasure. Sorry if I gave you the worst, worst podcast. <laughs> but, uh... Nah, mate, there's definitely people. I love this one. It's perfect, yeah, perfect. People are going to turn it off after... 15 seconds. No man, no man. People are waiting to see that hear this shit, but seriously man, have a good trip. And thank you. Yeah, man. Good luck with everything. Stay in touch. Talk soon. Yeah man, easy. See that Pete. Alright, peace.